entertaining. I've never heard anything quite like it. Really? Engaging. That's pretty cool. Encouraging. Surely I say unto you dudes, I do not wish to fight. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Pursuing the truth and helping you live out a life in Christ. It's Lee Michaels Live. He's a righteous dude. On AM 980, The Mission. I'm walking on fire over here. My name is Sugbury, and no, I am not Lee Michaels. John, where is Lee Michaels? Lee's on assignment. He's doing important work, but he will be back. I tell you. Better I, than ever. I just see him out there with like a detective hat on <laughs> and a microfine glass, and he's yes. out there on assignment trying to figure it out. Hey, people, I just thank you so much, Lee, for inviting me uh, to come on the show. I have a show as well with Salem on uh, AM 980, The Mission, and it's called Him, H-I-M, number four, her radio, Women's Hot Topics. And we have a blast. I mean, we believe in having fun and a good time. And today's show, I, I'm hoping you guys are sitting in traffic or you've got at least 10 more miles to ride on that, uh, that Peloton or on that treadmill because we've got a great show for you today. It's called The Christian and Comedy. Finally. Finally, I tell you, I just I can't wait to do this show because we I just want to laugh. I want to have a good time. I feel like it's Friday night, even though it's not. But I'm so thankful that you guys tuned in and that you're listening. We have got great guests with us today, of which I'm going to introduce to you in the next segment. But let me just get out of the way, if I could, for a minute. Why on earth is Suge on this show? John, why am I here? <laughs> Why are you here, Shug? Because you got a calling. You got a calling for this. Because we need you. That's why you're here. You know, amen. And, you're here to share the gospel. Are you guys bribing me? I, I, I think I should come on and, you know. Just, somebody's bribing somebody. Yeah, yeah. There's some grease flying around. Grease, I know a few palms. <laughs> we're good to go. You know, like the Godfather. But uh, Him For Her, H-I-M, number for Her Ministries. You can find us at himforherministries.org online. We have... What? One initiative? No. Two initiatives? No. And we got five initiatives in this ministry. And radio is just one of them. The very first is radio, where we have the opportunity to share topics to women across the world. Get this. Not only do we air here in the Twin Cities, but our show also airs in in different states around the United States. Goes to podcast after that. iTunes, Apple, Google Play. You can listen to it anywhere that they play uh, podcast, and you can see him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. What do we talk about? I'll get to in just a minute. The second initiative that we have is speaking. Yes, speaking. The words are coming out of my mouth. You know, radio wasn't the first gig on my map. As a matter of fact, Mr. Gary Borgendale kept calling me and asking me. And so here I am today because these lips, they keep moving. And speaking is the second initiative where we go around and we share the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the United States, in prisons and outside of prisons. Yep, you heard me right. This girl's going into prison. And that brings me to the third initiative, which is prison ministry. We work with inmates inside a prison throughout the United States and in Africa as well. I go in, I share the gospel. I'm oftentimes a keynote speaker for many other organizations that invite me as well as going in on my own. Um, and I get super excited when I have an opportunity to go into churches and I go to women's functions and I go to luncheons, et cetera, and I get to share and speak to groups of hundreds about what God is doing in women's lives inside 
and outside of prison. And that brings me to the next initiative. We have a prison mentoring. Now that's something to get excited about. Women inside a prison, we work with them six months to a year prior to the release and we bring in mentors, they get to know them, they find out um, what their skill sets are, what are the things that they need, and then as they're leaving prison, we walk with them up to two years post-release. Why do we do this? Because most people who leave prison are scared to death to walk out the door. I know that's hard to believe. They're excited to get out, but they're scared to death because now they're living a new life in Christ. They're born again. They're super excited. They get baptized, and they're like, Suge, I have no idea how to lead a new life and to turn away from my old one. And that's why we're there. Him for her mentoring. And then the last area that uh, initiative that we work in is housing. Not only when the women leave prison do we mentor them, but then if they need housing, we try to help them in that area. We were given a house. Can you believe that? Somebody just came up to us and said, Suge, we want you to use this house to glorify God and to help women leave in prison. And that's what our team is doing today. We're looking for more houses, not only here in Minnesota, but as well throughout the United States for people who have the opportunity to give. We'll manage it. We'll work with you and we'll give these women a second chance because you know why? We all need a second chance. Thank you. You know, absolutely. It better be a big thank you, I tell you, because God is the one who gives us a second chance. God is the one who gives us a fresh beginning. And I get super excited to think about all of you that are out there as we work as a community to mentor, to walk alongside women inside and outside of prison. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I hear from Colorado or I hear from Denver or I hear from New York and I hear people say, you know, I was listening to your show, Shug, and it just spoke to my heart. So we're not only freeing women inside a prison in Christ, we're freeing women all over in the United States in the darkest corners of the world. Now, here's where I get super pumped. Hang on, John. I'm hanging on to my seat. I can hardly stand it. This is what happens, is that if you are able to impact somebody who is uh, always constantly going through that revolving door of incarceration, if God can get a hold of them And they turn their lives over. You know, we've baptized over 700 women just in Shakopee prison. And so it's super cool to see how God takes a hold of these lives. It doesn't just impact that woman's life. It impacts generations to come. Not just one person, two person, but when you're dealing with women, you're impacting generations to come. And then that person leaving prison goes out the door. They're loved by the church. They're loved and mentored. And then they go to the darkest corners of society and they share the gospel in places you and I could never reach. Amen. So I get super pumped about what God is doing in and through this ministry, through the five initiatives of radio, speaking, prison ministry, prison mentoring and housing. And listeners, men and women, if you want to be part of this team, find us online at himforherministries.org. Send me a note. We'll contact you. We train you. We prepare you. And people say, what kind of qualifications do I need, Shug? You need to know and love Jesus Christ. And then I want you to bring your experiences to the table. I want you to bring your background, your history to the table, because everybody sitting around that table as we mentor these women uh, in Christ, we have lawyers, we have therapists, we have corporate owners. We have entrepreneurs. We've got teachers. We've got housewives. We've got um, people that are seniors that are bringing their experience to the table. We're partnering with different organizations all over to allow these women to have the best treatment that they can have once they get out of prison. Because you know what? 
we're all one bad decision away from prison. And John, you know, I've been thinking about you every time I say that comment. <laughs> Thanks, Sugar. One bad decision away from prison. <laughs> I'm probably only half a decision away. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I do women's ministry, so good luck on that. When you're in there, I'll send you yes. a couple letters. Please do, please yeah, do. Yeah, I will, I will. <laughs> hey, friends, if you're listening, that is John Berg, the producer of the world. He is so good. He is my Ed McMahon uh, to, you know, yeah, Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson. I got Doing that my, right. I'm dating myself now. You got it right, Chuck. But yes, it's uh, it's a lot of fun working with Chuck. You make it so much easier. It, do I? You actually do make it easier. I'll you're pay a lot you of later. Fun. Everything flies by so quick. Yes, yeah. because yeah. we're flying by the seat of our pants. Because you're praying, saying, "Please, That's right. Jesus, <laughs> exactly, make this time go praying fast." Praying for mercy. Yeah, we need it. And you know, this is a ton of fun for me because you know we deal with a lot of serious topics, and I really want you listeners to know some of the topics that we deal with on this radio show are not all serious. Today, the comedy in Christian, which I'm super pumped about, but I'm going to give you just a little flavor. Let's say you're saying, well, Suge, I've never looked up your show. I never heard of it before. Him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. Well, we're out there. And not only are we out there, the people are listening and they're sending in their ideas. This is your show where you send us the ideas and we will bring in guest speakers. We'll bring in professionals and, or we'll bring in a panel of men. We've done that. And we talked about women's topics with a panel of men. We brought in panels of women where we talk about gossip and aging. It's so much fun. We have a blast. But we also talk about the serious topics today such as what's going on in our schools? What about gun control? What about open borders and the impact that that has on our schools? What about being a godly woman in the workforce? How about the Christian and cannabis? John is over there laughing. What is cannabis? Cannabis is marijuana. And friends, I want you to know it's going to be legal before we know it, recreationally and medicinally. And you got to listen into the show so you at least understand and you can walk in uh, with Christ understanding what this is all about. Domestic abuse we've talked about. We talk about dealing with special needs families is a show that I want you to tune in and listen to as well. We've had international speakers call in and talk on our shows such as Sally Burke, Moms in Prayer International. We are doing 2020, the year of the Bible with the Pulse Group. Um, we talk about is the Bible the core of your family? We also, Nancy Piercy, who's a fabulous uh, author, uh, professor, um, writer, she has been on several times, and we've talked about the hookup culture. Well, what's a hookup culture? What's with these kids nowadays? They're all hooking up. Nobody's getting married. You know, that separation between their spiritual self and their physical self. Um, those are some topics we're talking about. We're, we're hitting the tough topics such as transgenderism. God should have made me a girl. I mean, these are all topics that when your kids come home from school, they're thinking about. And if you and I aren't talking about as as Christians through the lens of Christ, I think we're doing radio a disservice. How to be physically and spiritually fit. I mean, isn't that important? How to get your mind and your body as one in Christ. Um, We've talked about how to reach Muslim women in the USA. Now, think about it for a minute. God is bringing over Muslim people right and left. I'm super pumped about it. Why? Because we are able to share the gospel freely in the United States without any threat of being killed. And we did two solid shows on how to reach out to Muslim women. And it's not difficult, friends. It's not difficult. We talk about how to rock rejection. What's the wrinkle on aging? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Here's another one. John, one of my husband's all-time favorites, how to keep your marriage Hot. <laughs> you like that one, huh, Blair? Hot. And then, of course, we did another show on 
how to stay attracted to your aging spouse. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was brutal. <laughs> With the Calvins. I tell you, we, we're just having so much fun. So please listen in. Give us an opportunity. I mean, isn't that what radio's for? Let's listen to radio so we have an opportunity not even to not only to open up our minds, but to allow Christ to speak in that. John, I'm super pumped to introduce our guests in the next session. Section, it's going to be Mike and Bridget Nelson, the comedy and the Christian. Zonka. I don't even want to cut in. It's just too great of a song. I absolutely love it. John Berg, our producer, is pulling that song up because the guests we have today are Mike and Bridget Nelson, and I can't wait to talk about this topic. Okay, so why are we talking about the Christian and comedy today? We're talking about the Christian and comedy just like our Him for Her radio shows because people make requests. And they send in their ideas to him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics, to me, Sugbury. And then we try to address each and every topic that they send in. You know what the most common, one of the most common comments people have is when did Christianity get so stinking boring? How come people almost seem legalistic? They're not laughing. They're not having fun. So I thought today was a perfect topic. And I have the perfect guests here today, Mike Nelson and Bridget Nelson. Welcome to the show. Hi, Shug. Yay. Hi. So, so delighted to be here. Thanks for having us. Super pumped. And the reason, John, thank you, John, for that opening um, uh, music (laughs) was because I got to tell you a little bit about our two guests. So I want you listeners, I can hear you applauding in your cars. I hope you're sitting in a ton of traffic because it's going to be a blast. We have with us celebrities. Ooh, These two. Uh, that's stretching the, <laughs> stretching the term, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you guys remember Mystery Science Theater 3000? These guys are three Emmy nominations for writing. They have won the Peabody Award Excellence in Broadcasting. I just can't believe you're even gracing the studio with me. <laughs> I can't either. And, you know, I have to say, as I describe this Mystery Science Theater, it sounds like something my husband Blair and I did last night when we were watching the State of the <laughs> Union Address. So let's talk about that just for a quick second. The Mystery Science Theater 3000. Now, I want you to think back for a bit, if you could. This series features a man and his robot sidekicks who are trapped on a space station by an evil scientist and forced to watch the worst movies ever made. To stay sane, the man and his robots provide a running commentary on each film, just like my husband and I did last night <laughs> on the State of the Union. How Make, dare you? I know. It's just, I can't believe that. that did she just rip that script up there? I can't can't believe it. Making flaws of it, making fun of its flaws and wisecracking. And you know what wisecracking is called? Riffing. Each film is presented with a superimposition of a man and robot silhouettes along with the bottom of along the bottom of the screen. Now, you could have found these on Comedy Central and Sci-Fi. 
Many years ago. Many years ago, says Catherine Hepburn. Remember the 90s. Oh, my goodness. The big pants. John, have you ever watched this show before? I I have like 20-some episodes on DVD. I'm still building the uh, collection. I still watch it because every time I watch it, I come up with new stuff to laugh at. That was the great thing about the show is you could like it when I I was 8, 9, 10 years old with my dad, and my dad, who was 45, could watch it and love it, too. We we watch it together. You know, I was watching some clips, you know, because I had watched it, but it's been a while for me, you know, yes, and for they were on us. for yeah. been a long time. And I was laughing my head off. And I thought as my husband and I age, we're becoming that we're, <laughs> we're riffing TV all the time. It's oh. like you're stuck in a spaceship, right? It is. <laughs> why is that Tom Selleck on my TV selling a reverse mortgage? Why is, his, why is his mustache so big? I love that mustache. You know, my mom's got a crush on that guy. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I your mom say yeah, that my mom has a Tom Selleck mustache, which <laughs> yeah, I, I, would sal- I would stand up and salute. You know, Mom, full half an hour. he doesn't really mean that. When you shave your legs, you don't have that, honestly. You look, you're a beautiful woman. But what the, I want to get to as well is what they're doing today. And it's something called Rift Tracks, R-I-F-F-T-R-A-X. It's rifttracks.com. And I want you to go on there, find it. It is commentaries that run along with blockbuster movies. I, and it, as a matter of fact, I'm not even going to describe it. Mike, as a creator, would you describe to us a little bit about Rift Tracks? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, for years we had the idea to not only terrible, terrible movies that were old, but new movies. And so we started Rift Tracks to kind of do like, what if we could do Star Wars and you could just sync it up? And so we've been doing it for 13 years with new movies, old movies, shorts, All the Twilights. Twilights, and so uh, it's just this idea. Is that idea. like Twilight Zone? No, 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 no. no the, Twilight, the, the sparkly teen. vampire teen series. Yeah, okay. Which John? Come on, tell me I you're am. a fan. John, <laughs> I know you are. Of, of what? Of which was Twilight? Oh, twi- oh, yeah, huge. Sparkly vampires. Oh, of course, of course, yes, I'm there. I know. I every saw episode, with, I saw the tattoo on your neck. <laughs> oh, it's I like come in with my style, uh, Twilight gear every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but we've we've whiffed all whiffed we've whiffed we've whiffed all the um uh. Harry Potter's, all of that stuff. My brother yeah. saw Starship Troopers actually, yes. and he oh, wanted. Yeah, to, so. He wanted. He thought uh, there was a B movie Rob Lowe. That was what him and his friends referred to that guy as for years <laughs> before they actually saw the 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 Rift Tracks version of it. They had a great time, by the way. They loved it. Great. Right. So Rift Tracks is kind of expanding on the idea, of doing bigger movies, doing uh, just everything. And so we're on Amazon. We're on, we're just all over the place. And we live shows too. Yeah, and we do live shows to two or three, four a year. Um, How do you do a live show? Because I watch these things, and you've got so much animation. I mean, there's just so much going on. How do you do a live show? So it's just uh, the my cohorts from the show, and we're on stage, and we do it, and the film is behind us on a big yeah. screen, and yeah. then. We uh, we shoot that, and so uh, you know, and then we just do our commentary live. Yeah, and you can go to movie. It's like seven hundred movie theaters nationwide, and you can go and get your popcorn and watch those guys. Have you ever done the State of the Union? We haven't. We've we've been asked to do that, and it's always like you know. (laughs) I know. I'm still riding on that cloud. I tell you, it was. I was riffing that thing last night like nobody's business. Okay, so on to better, more entertaining topics than that one. Than the State of the Union. I know. More entertaining. You know, don't you guys find just the two of you as a married couple that you watch shows and start to riff on your own? Uh, we riff um, our lunch. Like we, she will tell me, "Would you please shut up? You're like making fun of your sandwich." You know, like, <laughs> I do this true. for a living. Don't I have any time off? No, there's no, no it's just time a off. thing that you do. Yeah, I, you know, I can't wait till we get into it and find out how that got started, how you guys got involved. 
Um, I'm just so pumped and so excited about what God has in store for this. And I want to spend a little more time in the next segment. And so, John, do you have any questions for me before I move on? No, I think we're ready to go. Okay, so I am going to move on to break for just a second because the next segment I want to have much longer. Hang on, guys. We got a ton to talk about. The Christian in Comedy. Yay! Mike Nelson and his robot pals are caught in an endless chase. Pursued by a woman whose name is Pearl, an evil gal who wants to rule the world. You brought the face mask, you nut. Here I am. Where's Lee Michaels? Oh my gosh, I'm looking all over for Lee and I can't seem to find him. He's but taking a nap. Dad. Shugbury is here, him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. Hey, friends, we have got a show for you today. We've just gotten kicked off on this. I'm so pumped. We have Mike and Bridget Nelson with us. They are writers and performers for the acclaimed Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Rift Tracks. We are talking about comedy. We're talking about Christians. We're talking about Christians in comedy and so much more. So I just want to get to the basics for just a second with me. Thank you so much, Bridget and Mike, for being on Hang with me. I got this question. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I like. Is it math? Because I'm really bad at math. No. 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 Well, you might have to add. I'm not quite sure. I I want to ask you, how did you two crazies meet? (laughs) Well, we met pre-Christian days. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. So we were. uh, I was doing. I met you doing stand-up comedy. We did open stages. Yes. Where was that at? Well, it was a very vibrant comedy scene in um, Minneapolis in the 1980s. There was like five stand-up, uh, like uh, open stages you go to per week. Oh, I think you could do if you really stretched out, you could do seven open stages. You could yes. just do every day of the week. You could go and get stage time. And a friend of mine had done it. I had gone to college with a guy I was in a band with, and he said, "Hey, there's this uh, girl you might like. You should go to stand-up and do some some of your stand-up." And then I met Bridget the first time that I. I had done stand-up before, but this was like an open stage, and then we met. And uh, well, how, okay, you're missing the fun part. How'd you meet? I mean, did you walk up? Hey, babe, did you no. like my act? Was it? No, good? I saw her do five minutes, and she saw me do five minutes and bomb. And I was like, oh, she's better than me. So I better, <laughs> I better hitch my wagon here. No, but let's the, see what we can but do. The interesting thing was, um, we kind of liked each other right away, but. Uh, there was all these open stages, so you never, you never had to ask me out. You never had to get- win for me. I never <laughs> had to ask her out. I just would show up at the places I knew she would be. So exactly, uh, so guys, for- try to date a woman that you only have to never have to ask out. You could just show up. So do you show up after dinner? Uh, well, no, we would go and do no, comedy together. Yeah. yeah. So we'd be yeah. at the open stage. I'd do five minutes. He'd do five minutes. And then all these other funny people were around. And so it just turned into this huge group of people. And nobody knew that we were falling in love. And then we fell in love and um, got married. Uh, good thing winning. you did that in the right order. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good thing we did it in that order. Which but- to comedians, like I had come from the acting and the music world. And the comedians are the weirdest people that I'd ever met. Yeah. Really? And yeah. So when we announced like, hey, we're going to get married, they went. Why would, why would anyone ever do that? <laughs> why would you marry a comedian? Yeah. But I didn't. Everyone said he's very dark. His humor is very dark. And I, I just didn't see it ever. I just thought you were a nice guy from, you know, Wisconsin. Was it a whirlwind? I mean, was it a fast hurry? Oh, I love you. Let's get married. No. 
I mean, no, not super. Then I pretended to break up with you. You yeah. got to do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to get to do that. Can I please tell yeah. you about this? So um, he says, yeah, I'm going to L.A. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you don't have a car. You and your roommate share a car. And um, there's no way you're going to L.A. So about two months later, I think... I'm going to just call him. Yeah. And I call him like, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, good luck in L.A. Ha ha. Yeah, and then he said, oh, yeah, I'm not going to L.A. You do a great impression of me. You know what? I like that. You know what? Uh, uh, that's pretty much how I talk, Bridget. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but it is true. I, I probably never really had plans to go to L.A. You were trying to get rid of me. I had like three pairs of socks. So, yeah, there was no way I was going to pull that off. But right, uh, right. it was a good route. Oh, so we it. got cast in. We got both put in the same show, like mm-hmm. hired for a show. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget it because it was 28th Street. It was the Ha Ha Club. And I was there early and getting ready. And you got dropped off by your roommate with the car. And um, you were walking across the street, and I opened the door and I saw you. And we met in the middle of 28th Street, and we hugged, and then that was it. That was it. It was the hug. Yep. It was the flesh contact. Yeah, yeah. That and then we just it. kind of started going out. in love with each other. Yep, yep. And then how long later did you get married? Mm, a year, was it? Honey? Ooh, fast. Not even, because, yeah, your mom made it clear this is not going to be a, a long engagement. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was pretty quick. Oh, super cool. Okay, so how long have you guys been married since then? Oh, I don't know. How long has it been? It's been oh, what's oh, it been, baby? Boy. <laughs> I think one of the years has been kind of happy, but I, I don't know. Should. Are you on year seven yet? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you are, because your kids are much older than that. 31 years. Awesome. Yeah. How ble- what a blessing. My anniversary is coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Have you been, how long? Have- hey, Blair, are you listening? 40 years? You know, I tell him I'm on here. Are you going to listen? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yep, I'll yeah. do that. Yes, I will. But So my lover, Blair, shout out to him. We have been together. <laughs> That's him there. That's what, oh, thank God you're listening, honey. I was wondering if you were out there. Uh, we have been together more than 46 years. Oh, my goodness. And oh, we've been yeah, married. Yeah. Our anniversary's coming up. John, I expect a gift in the mail. Our anniversary is next week, February 12th. 46 years? No, no, we've been together 46, 46. years. Oh. We didn't do the one-year whirlwind. And so we've been together 46 years, married is it Blair? Is it 38? I'm not sure. Is it 39? Is it 37? I'm, you know, one of those. But it's right 30 more. Wow. Several years older than our children, thank God. So that, yeah. that looks good on the books. <laughs> but um, so tell me, you've been married that long. How many kids do you have? Just the two. Two. Yeah, two, we have two boys. Two kids. Yeah, two boys in their uh, mid-20s. Yeah, they're adults. We have a, a new daughter-in-law named Sarah. We love her. We sent our kids down south so they'd meet nice girls. Yeah. And they have. And we have a... And nice then southern girls. Them, yes, and we have George. And um, they're great. It's it's uh, good. They're pretty normal. Pretty Relatively so. For the uh, children of comedians, I'm not sure. Yeah. That, you know, that's probably not a good record. <laughs> but. You got two kids, yeah. George and August, yeah. right? I love the name August. August was asked a few questions. Let's listen Oh, you know in. what? Let me tell you about this before we do. It's it's a little thing called instead of tweeting that Mike and I do, and we were kind of hanging out one night, and we um, uh, did like a mini podcast. I yeah. think I like podcasts, but I don't want to talk very long. So we do these things called one-minute podcasts, yeah. and um, they're called instead of tweeting. And so that's what this is. Let's listen to August. Hey everyone, Mike Nelson. Welcome to a very special edition of Instead of Tweeting with Bridget Nelson. Yes, it's special because we're joined by our son, August. Uh, Hey there, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Good to have you. Now, August, we recently provided you with the parental service of raising you. Would you mind taking a short survey about your experience? Uh, I guess. 
Great. Overall, how would you rate our parenting? Uh, excellent? Outstanding? A- average. Average. Nothing stands out? No. Solid C. C minus. Great. And finally, a uh, very short survey. Which parent do you love more? Now, this is just for our records. We won't be sharing this with any other vendors. Mm, well, I'm a fan of nurturing, so mom. Great. Okay, this has been Instead of Tweeting. Hmm. <laughs> okay, why are we doing this topic? We're doing this topic today. If you're just tuning in, no, this is not Lee Michaels. And this is Lee Michaels' live show, though. And we're talking about the Christian in comedy. We're talking about laughing. And we have great guests on here with us today. We've got Mike and Bridget Nelson. Can you guys add a little bit? You know, was he happy to do this with you? <laughs> Tell me, what were August's feelings when he was doing this? Don't you think he's a secret performer? Yes. I mean, I don't want to talk. He, if you know, if he knew we were talking about him, he'd be mortified. Mortified, oh, I tell you. God. But no, I think he uh, he's got the performer in him, but he's not doing that as a profession. He's so got a great radio voice. He yeah, d- he does. it was a good deadpan. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he gets that. From you me. know, I I laughed my head off when I listened to that because I I would like to ask my two kids, Shelly and Ben, you know, that same survey sure. and see do? what they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those. Uh, we were doing, as I said, we were doing these uh, one-minute podcasts, and um, he was home for vacation, and we just we just wrote it, and he did it, and of course, one take. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's great. I think maybe they've seen that comedy wasn't always the most lucrative business to be in. <laughs> they might have decided. But you're having fun. You would never <laughs> advise anyone to go into comedy, son. Go into an unstable. This is the way to really well, make some cash. And we're going to go into that wisdom on the second hour, so I hope you're really stuck in traffic out there, listeners, because we've got a bunch that we are going to cover. Okay, so we've already covered, you know, your pre-Christian life, how long you've been married, your kids, and, you know, we talked about instead of tweeting, of which they can find on YouTube, is that correct? Yep, and on my, and my Twitter, Bridget, I think it's Bridget J. Nelson on Twitter. Put, um, yeah, I think so. You're not sure. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah, I can see John's already checking it okay. out. He gave Thank us you. a thumbs up. Yeah, he's he's always making sure we're on the straight and narrow. So how did you both come to faith? Can we talk about that? for This is a Christian show. We can't just laugh the whole no, thing. No, and to me, that'd be the most exciting thing to talk about because we were not Christians very full into our marriage, seven years. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, I think for me, the simple thing is I uh, I was raised with a little bit of Christianity, a little bit of Catholicism, a little bit of my mom was a, a Lutheran. I went to church, then my dad said one day, Hey, I'm an atheist. I don't like to go to church. Ooh, it's a mosh pit over your house. Yeah. So I, I said, well, that's for me. I don't yeah. want to go to church yeah. either. Yeah. So I became an atheist, absorbed a little terrible, terrible atheism, you know, just the like lamest. Vonnegut stuff. Yeah, just the most terrible, shallowest arguments. And I rode with that for many years. And then, you know, life happens and things happen and things break down. And my mom had died when I was young. My kids were at the same age that uh, that I was when my mom died, and oh. I started to really have these real mm-hmm. problems. I had uh, health problems, my headaches and stuff, and I uh, and I just broke down. And uh, uh, and going to therapy, I met someone who said, "Hey, there's this thing. It's called Christianity." Mm-hmm. This is a, a very obviously a big oversimplification, and uh, I resisted that for a long time, and finally said, "Wait a minute, this does seem to be true." And so it was mm-hmm. a very slow, a slow go. It wasn't just a boom thunderbolt yeah. kind of a thing, mm-hmm. but um, uh, so yeah, and and kind of at the same time, talk Me. about your yeah. Well, I think 
you know, it was seven years into a marriage. So anyone that's married out there knows, you know, we're having so much fun. We're like, yay, we're getting nominated for an Emmy. Uh, yay, we're going uh, to another cool thing in L.A. This is happening. That's happening. You have two kids. There's, we're young. We're going to, we're funny. And then all of a sudden, like my dad died and, you know, you just grow up and yeah. it didn't work anymore. Like it just, it just wasn't working. Although we were always laughing about things. We had stuff in both of our paths unconfessed sin mm-hmm. that um, just starts to eat at you. And um, I used to get, I used to throw up all the time. Not like anorexia throw up, just like, uh, oh, shame, bad, blah, you know. Yeah, like yeah. That. And I remember one night we had just bought our first house and I was laying there and I thought, I need help me. God, can you help me? I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to always be sick, like tummy sick. Mm-hmm. And um, that was kind of like, the beginning, like just asking God for help with something to kind of just open that door that simple. Mm-hmm. where that little shaft of life com- light comes in the mm-hmm. door. And um, a lot of things really started to to happen for us spiritually. Um, Were you guys, was this kind of like at the same time yeah. for both of you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like at the same yep. year even? Yep. Yeah. Yes, the much, same summer. I, wow. I think it's kind of rare. Yeah. 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 Um, like, no, it was bad. Like the, some of the, I, I mean, I wish we could just go into all it, but I don't really think we can, maybe some other time, but just some stuff we really had to deal with. And, you know, sin is sin and the wages of sin is death. And we were dying. Yeah, we were dying. I would just say there was one element of it that's really cool is that because we both kind of eventually came to confess Jesus Christ as our savior, that there was a time where we still had issues and I remember we would sit and we would talk all night long and we had jobs and family and we were like supernaturally never tired. <laughs> it, was ama- it just was like we could do anything. It was we the Holy Spirit. Never, yeah. We never worried about like who cares. Like, yeah. It was like four up. in the morning. We would sit on a porch with our little, there was a little candle out there in our, you know, at night and just go, and just who talk. cares? And you were like, talking we're, about things of faith. Yeah. Things of faith. Talking about things are, of faith. Yeah. And doubt and yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I, bring the brats out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right. It's time to be cooking them up. Hey, <laughs> listeners, stay tuned. We're going to come right back and talk some more with Mike and Bridget Nelson on the comedy in Christians. Buy me anything in there with Larry Zonka on it. I'll pay for it. I just wanted to hear my name a couple more times on that song. Sugar, sugar. Do you know my nickname, Sugberry, comes from Sugar Bear? There were three sisters, Prissy Bear, Bubba Bear, and Sugar Sugar Bear. Bear. (laughs) And you know which one I am. (laughs) We were raised way down south in Golden Valley, Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) Well, consarn it. What do you know? I just love it. Hey, guys, if you're just tuning in, my name is Sugar Burry, and I am not Lee Michaels, but I'm subbing in for him. And I'm so thankful, Lee, that you're out there investigating the problems of this world to bring it back to radio. And so today we are having just a gas. We are laughing. We're talking about the Christian and comedy. And sometimes Christianity gets so boring that we, you know, this was one of the hot topics of today. And that's why we're bringing it to the forefront for you guys on your drive home, 
home, or maybe you're working out, or maybe you're cooking meals, or maybe you're changing diapers, whatever you're doing, this is a great topic to talk about today. I've got Mike and Bridget Nelson with me. They just got done telling me, get this, that they came to faith both the same year on their own, and then they sat on the deck all night long talking about scripture. Summer of 96. And I think one of the main things that we both got down to was about how we've been forgiven. Um, if Christ could could die on the cross for us and forgive us our sins, and mostly it was Second uh, Corinthians, you know, now uh, then we are ambassadors for Christ as though Christ were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And both of us were just so um, kind of moved by that. Like, how can you not forgive one another, forgive your past, forgive your parents, forgive anyone when you've been forgiven by God himself through Christ? Like, Mm -hmm. that's the greatest deal that ever came along. Like, I always want to get out of everything. And that is the best get out of it in the whole (laughs) world. I'm taking it. And we just were amazed by that. And then our kids were still little. So we started studying the Bible. We started just reading it. And it just kind of went from there. We started going to a more, a more Bible-focused church, which at first our kids were mad about. You know, they didn't want to leave the things they knew either because we were going to a church. I, you know, we we kind of had this faith life, this kind of dead life, you know. But yeah, it was a, an exciting summer, the summer of 96. And to add to your thing, like Christianity should never be boring. It's like that was a big piece for me. Like atheism is extremely boring. You're just particles flying around and they crash into each other and then they're not there at some point or whatever. However you want to construct that. But when I realized like, oh, wait a minute, there's these cosmic things going on. The the big it's the best story in the world. I was kind of like a C.S. Lewis guy. Like, wait. I, you can't take this if if this has this great a story. I'm so compelled by this. Oh, honey, tell them so, about that time when you were driving. You were almost, you had doubts. You had become a Christian, but then you got scared. Oh yeah, I had I had huge doubts, and I always I was doing a lot of apologetics, reading a ton of apologetics, and it just wasn't ameliorating. I read one book that really depressed me. It was like Jesus wasn't real. He was a historical figure, maybe. And, and I was praying all night, like, why did he get that book? Who gave him that book? And I was praying about, like, why, Lord, have him not like that book anymore. Have that book go away. Anyway, that same week. So I drove home. I was driving home. And I was super depressed. Like, well, I had fun. I believed for a while. I don't believe anymore. And I go past this uh, the half-price bookstore, and uh, it's I think it's closing down. And I walk in, and the guy goes, oh, we're closing. And I go, oh, that's all right. I just walk back to the religion section. Not even thinking about it, and I pull out a book without even looking at it, and I just go up to the. I'm just, I'm a robot. I just walk up to the counter and I pay for it, and I walk and I go home on the like, same deck. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is. And I open up the book, and I had bought uh, C.S. Lewis's God in the Dock, which oh is a goodness. collection of his essays about yeah. when he was in uh, at college with his debate club, and I read it, and like the first one was like, oh, oh, this is how you can think about, and the like the clouds just parted. I mean, I swear the book pushed itself into my hand. <laughs> I like know. I didn't reach for it; it just like came off the shelf and went into my hand, and that started my sort of like reading for years and years and years on sort of apologetics, and it was just like a ray of sunshine. So yeah, and and I came uh, got up in the morning and. You weren't depressed anymore, and then <laughs> then it went from there. It was amazing. It was a great summer, the summer of 96. It was the summer of, of 96. 96. I had my first real six drink. Oh, wait. Oh, now we have to pay Brian Adams. No, Thanks shoot. a lot. Sorry, John. 
<laughs> Just say I don't know if we're licensed for that. I got to check. Check <laughs> ASCAP. I think it was enough of a parody that he would never recognize <laughs> they it. They might not recognize yeah. it. I hope yeah, he doesn't recognize it. Let's hope so. Yeah. Oh, oh Brian no. Adams. It, t- it does cut like a knife. <laughs> And, you know, that brings us to our topic, though. When you think about it, Christianity is so exciting. Yes. And, you know, it's not boring. It's far from it. In fact, I get a front row seat all the time to watch women cross over from death to life. And what am I talking about That uh, in that, yes, there's a spiritual world out there, people. Mm-hmm. You know, just even when a woman is pregnant, there's that thin veil between that baby and this outside world. The same way it is between us and the spiritual world. And I could go on and on with a totally different show and talk about what I have seen God do in the name of Jesus Christ that would just blow your mind. I mean, it's just amazing inside of prison and out. As a matter of fact, if you want to listen to him, you can go to our uh, place, Him for Her Radio, and check him out women's hot topics or you can go to our website at him for her ministries.org we're listed there or you could also go to any place they play podcasts and find us at him for her radio women's hot topics so this is a hot topic today the christian in comedy and i know that a lot of you are listening you're like i don't see anything funny to laugh about how can you be a comedian how can you be funny and how can you talk about christianity what would you guys share with our listeners if that's their mindset Boy, that's a, I mean, if there's not comedy, everybody wants to be funny. Everybody wants to laugh. And to think that that's not a thing that God wants us to do or enjoys would be very depressing to me. To buckle up your shoes and put a buckle on your hat and, you know, just be... To be very Christian. Just to be very Christian. I don't find any humor in that, sir. Goody, <laughs> goody Nelson. Uh, that does, I sit that's on not a spike. My, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have any pleasure at all. Right. But I think... Well, keep that's, going. I don't think that that's anybody's experience of the world. And so why would you discount humor in your life when so many people do it naturally? I mean, morality... We all see it. It's in the air. Morality is a force that exists. We discover it. I think humor is the same thing. Uh, it's something that we discover and something we crave and, and want. And so I think to bar Christians from humor is unnatural. It is. And, you know, Scripture talks about laughter, and it talks about joy, and it talks about enjoying life. I mean, Jesus was laughing all the time. He yep. was having a blast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he's God and he's enjoying life and in that moment— I got to ask you, listeners, if you're in the middle of something that's really sad, that's really depressing, there is a time for mourning, but there's also a time for joy and laughter. And so I am asking that if you are having difficulties right now, that maybe you'll reach out to God and say, God, I need you. Mm-hmm. Just like Mike and, and Bridget did. They said, you know, we realize that this life keeps ticking on and it almost comes to the point of feeling meaningless without Christ mm-hmm. in our life. And so it's a simple prayer. God, I need you. Jesus, come into my life. You need to invite him into your life, listeners. Did you know that? Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your lips, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. Three simple words, you are saved. That's it. Don't even have to be a fancy scholar. Don't have to know the Bible in and out. You just got to know, I need Jesus. And if you say that prayer today for the very first time, inviting God into your life, would you come find us? Either contact the radio show at AM980, The Mission, or contact me through our website, which is himforherministries.org, or go on our show and send us an idea on what type of topics you want to hear 
him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. But the best thing you could ever do with your life is invite Christ into your life. We've got a whole nother hour coming up with these two crazies that I'm sitting here with, Mike and Bridget Nelson. I can't wait to come back because we're going to get in deep and we're going to talk about what if somebody's not funny? How do you deal with that? <laughs> we or, have a remedy. Yeah. And, and what do you do when you want to get into comedy, but you know nobody seems to be listening in the challenges of being a Christian in comedy. Ooh. Over and out, this is Sugbury. is the most fantastic story I've ever heard. And every word of it's true, too. That's the fantastic part of it.